my first experience coming to Tonga was to, to go diving. It had nothing to do with whales. And I, I didn't realize that there was a whale uh, population here that came from the Antarctic and, and spent their winters here. And when I got here, I found out that the whales were a big thing. Well, I've been filming whales all over the world for a long time, and all of a sudden they gave me a reason to come back. I think it's a perfect place to film humpback. There's a lot of protected water. The water's really clear. Although it's changing fast, there's less competition for the, for the best locations. And I like this place. It's like Hawaii 50 years ago. Tonga is a, is a new location for holidays and for tourists. Karen, our guide with the Babao diving tours, is very knowledgeable and really made it easy to just follow her and not have to look for the whales because I knew she was really looking for them and I could concentrate on my camera and concentrate on being in the right spot. All my diving has been with Chuck. I think I started with him in the 60s. This was quite an experience. We've had as many as four whales in one, in one frame. It's pretty exciting when they, when they get within a couple of feet of you. You can get your heart pumping pretty good. Humpback whales are here for three months out of the year. They're up here to, to have their calves and also to prepare for calving for next year. The reason that the whales come here is the sheltered waters, the warm waters and the lush, lush area that Tonga has. These are the South Pacific humpback whale. Uh, their migration route starts from Antarctica and South Australia and New Zealand. They come up the sides of Australia and New Zealand and then they split a little bit when they get to the Pacific. They come mainly to Tonga. Also there's a few that go to Rarotonga as well as a few in Tahiti. Most of what we're looking at is mothers that got pregnant last year. Um, they've come up here and they have their calves just outside of Tonga, out of these waters. And then they bring their calves in to, to help them to grow up, to be able to do the migration back down to the waters. Other activities that we're seeing here is we get males that have come up here to try and attract a female and to mate with the female. So you get a lot of the surface activities, the breaches, and you get all the singing that the males will do. I think the biggest threat is the threat of man, not only by hunting but also by pollution. There's less food for them, it's not necessarily that there's less whales but there's less food and they're having to go further to be able to migrate and to get the, the things that they need to survive. Most of the countries that I've seen where whale sanctuaries have been established and where whale watching is a huge activity, it's also enhanced other areas of the marine life as well. Oh, Tonga people are feeling good because, you know, they just gain money from them. They gain much more money from whale watching other than whale butchering, you know. And uh, for a long time ago, they used to harpoon the whales for, for food and stuff like that. But they haven't got gain money. So they, this is nowadays, uh, the, the king are having rules. No more whale, no harpoons. So we, we know this, it's, it's good for the country. We gain much, much more money than whale watching from uh, whale butchering. You have to respect whale, and the whale should reflect you. So when you get in the water, the whale should know you, and you should know that's the whale is there. So that's the most important thing to respect the whales, and the whale will reflect you. The first time I was in the water with the whales, really that's one of my scariest things in my life. 
But when it's coming, the next time it's very, very good. And I really, really, really love it because it's all uh, a different color and nice, enormous, uh, gorgeous, uh, modern carved. It's very, very amazing.